You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. We're told there's no honor among thieves. But what about among pirates? Guys, today, to to my my ultimate delight, ultimate's the right word here, we are starting, hopefully what will end up becoming a series on our show, of One Piece reviews. We're going to be going through all of the different arcs, not at once, not today. You're not going to hear us review all of One Piece today. TJ and I kind of did an intro of why we love One Piece back like last November, so I'll drop that link in the show notes. But today we're going to be discussing from the romance arc all the way through Arlong Park. So most of that first Sega of One Piece. Guys, this is Systematic Geekology. We are the Priest of the Geeks. I am a huge One Piece fan. And the way that I got into it, I'm Joshua Knoll. The way that I got into it, I think, was technically somewhat related to our guest today. So I have a friend, Izzy, if Izzy's listening. What's up, dude? Um who told me I had to watch this anime. And he's like, I know you don't watch anime, but the main character is you. You are literally the main character. You have to watch this. And I was like, okay. Well, at that point, I was definitely uh, narcissistic enough that, that that sold me, you know? And I think he started watching it because of our guest today, uh, Elizabeth Clyde. Um, is is that is that how that went down? Does Izzy get into it because of you? Maybe. This was at least 15 years ago. Yeah, so. this was like middle school, high school. I don't even know. It's like forever ago. Maybe even 16 years. Who knows? Yeah, different lifetime. Yeah, um, I, I would say I did recommend a whole bunch of anime. So it is it not too far from the truth, the truth. Yeah, yeah. I've regenerated since then, so... <laughs> that's a that's my favorite my favorite Doctor Who reference is that time that I died and came back and now I get to say this is my second regeneration. <laughs> Christian, how's it going, man? We're also joined by one of your other hosts. I'm doing okay, Joshua. Yeah, I got into yeah. One Piece forever ago. I was still in high school. Uh, it, it was at that point I was watching Bleach. I was watching Naruto, and people kept talking about this thing called One Piece. It's like, okay, I'll <laughs> check it out. How many episodes does this have? Well, I'm in the Naruto and Bleach. I can do this too. But I decided to check out the manga first. Guess what my first chapter was? Because I didn't start at the beginning. Well, Please I say. start with uh, our boy Whitebeard. His final stand nope. was my first nope. chapter of One Piece. Nope. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is an absolute chat of a man. I have to see where this series goes. So I started from the beginning after that. Yeah, we can't talk about that today. Um, yeah. I'm against, I'm against crying on air for a podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> just goes against my principles, you know? Um <laughs> Yeah, there's been a total of four times ever that I remember that I've cried during TV. And one of them was because of One Piece. This show is so emotionally rich. The storyline is so complex and well done. From the beginning, there's hints of things that I'm finding now that I'm in like episode 1000 that's still like related. And I'm like, what the crap is going on here? So good. It is so good. If you're wondering why I'm so ADHD today, <laughs> this is one of those moments. I, we're recording on a Saturday. Uh, during the weekdays, when I'm scheduled to record, usually, I take my medicine. On the weekends, I don't, because the weekends are for fun. So this will be a great one, guys. <laughs> He's off his meds. <laughs> Literally. We're going to jump right into this, talking about 
the the first Sega. I kept saying first arc when I was messaging you guys, the first arc of East Blue, but really the show is broken up into Sega's uh, then arcs. So this is going to kind of be like five mini episodes of Systematic Ecology because we're going to be talking about five different arcs in the first Sega, which there's, I think, one other arc after this before it's finished that I just realized there's too much to say. We'll have to do that later when TJ can be a part. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that talking about the sagas yeah. of One Piece. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> sometimes I, I, we're just going to do random pieces at a time. You know, it'll be great. <laughs> one piece at a time. Yeah, mm. yeah, one piece at a time. <laughs> Strong opening. I, uh, God, that's great. So, <laughs> that being said, we're gonna let's just jump to the beginning. It starts with the romance dawn arc. Do Do you prefer me to call you Elizabeth or Pangling and on show? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can call me whatever. So, listeners, if I call Elizabeth Pang, it's just because when I knew her, she went by Pangling, and and then I nicknamed it's her. It's because he's racist and Asian. Yeah, no, that's why. That's correct. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can't wait to get the show canceled. Here we go. So, yeah. Peng, do you <laughs> could you summarize just that first like what is romance done? What is happening in the story here? Yeah. So we start off long, long ago. Fun fact: this is over twenty years old. This anime. So, in case you didn't feel old, yeah. you guys look old. <laughs> I don't, but I remember <laughs> back in the wrong. day. I'm not wrong. Uh, we start with this this young lad named Monkey D. Luffy. And all he wants to do is be a pirate because he looks up to this gang of pirates with shanks, but he's too young. And they always docked in his small little village. And one day he ate some treasure that they looted called the devil fruit, the gum gum fruit. And what the gum gum fruit did was gave him rubber powers. It's like the curse of the sea. By eating this devil fruit power, you gain these magical abilities, but then you are cursed and cannot swim, which is very unfortunate for a pirate. So he ate the gum gum fruits. He's a rubber man, meaning he can like stretch and like. Sort of. He's sort kind of like that. You know, I'm just saying, like, that way, like, the, like as we're talking about him fighting and kicking butt, like, you know, he has oh, yeah. gum gum oh, pistols. Awesome. He, he can, um, he bullets doesn't affect him. So people are like, oh my gosh. And, Luffy's awesome. Yeah. You know, he's. <laughs> Like he he's a bad booty. Um, also, I would say the second tragedy is when Shanks had to rescue Luffy. Oh, no. See, before we even get to that, he's trying to find the treasure of, of King of what's what's the pirate pirate's name? Uh, Gold Roger. Roger. Yeah. He's trying to find his treasure, which is known as the One Piece. And when he finds it, he becomes the pirate king. So so Shanks Shanks rescues Luffy. Where do we pick up from there, Christian? Let's see, from there, well, we start with uh, Luffy and Kobe on this ship heading out as they're attacked by Alvida and her pirates as they're taking over this ship. We can introduce that Luffy is you that You didn't say bomb- the beautiful Alvida. Oh, the, the beautiful, beautiful Alvida. I'm so sorry. Right. I'm, that's absolutely correct. Uh, the beautiful Alvida invades the ship, uh, tries to take down. Luffy intervenes, showing off his abilities for the first time, setting up the comedy for this series in a way that... He can move himself. That's one of the things Oda always said. He says, no matter how serious things got, there'd always be something funny with the way Luffy would be able to move around. And we get Kobe as well. Kobe, as opposed to Luffy, <laughs> is more your uh, uh, sheepish, uh, scared kind of character who needs someone like Luffy to help him move about in the world. I believe they're able to take down the beautiful Alvida and then move on to their next destination. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to switch some between the anime and the manga I don't read the manga, 
these two do. I can't get into manga for for the life of me. Like it's, it's just because you don't like reading. No, honestly, it needs to move. it's because there's no color. It's the same reason why I like Marvel so much. It's just such a colorful thing. <laughs> MCU is just more colorful than the DCU. That's why I like it. I watch Guardians, pretty colors. I'm drawn in. It's an ADHD thing. It's okay. <laughs> I, yeah, but no, I loved this from the beginning because I remember, oh God, this was, I don't even, like 15 years ago did I start watching this or something? And Luffy, this like first episode, poor Kobe, who's growing up a Marine, he's told all these things about how they're the good guys, pirates are the bad guys, meets Luffy, immediately has to start questioning what's good and what's bad kind of stuff. And he starts doing his backstory. And Luffy just punches the kid. He's like, shut up. <laughs> and I was lied to. This show is deceitful because I was like, yeah, I can get into a show that just doesn't allow these sappy backstory moments. I hate those moments. And now that's like most of what the show is. <laughs> Everyone has a backstory God. in this show. Everyone. I don't want it, though. Just Luffy well, just needs to start punching more people again. <laughs> there's a reason why this anime has over <laughs> a thousand episodes. Yeah. We need the backstories. We need I this guess. information. It's important. Some of them are good. The story. Having I just now finished Whole Cake Island. Get behind Sanji. God, Sanji's backstory. Mm. Dang, that was so good. At this point, I, I want to stop. I want to stop at this point though. I, I want to ask you guys: Were Kobe's already questioning? Are Marines the good guys? Are pirates always bad? Is that just because of who Luffy is? Can one person change your mind on? where the line's drawn between good or bad? Or is this just that Kobe's immature and doesn't know anything yet? Or is it a little bit of both? I think Kobe is a little immature. That's not his fault. It's just at that age, he's starting to learn about the world. But as far as like one person being able to change your view on something, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, there's been plenty of times when I've met someone outside of a group I wouldn't normally interact with, and they bring up something that I never would have thought of if they hadn't have said it in such a way. I was like, oh, I would normally think this way, but you're bringing it from this point of view. I can see where you're coming from now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's always that gray line because with like the Marine is the law, but as you see throughout the episodes and even like you can relate it to any other corrupt politician, there's going to be corruption in the law and just like how you can have the good, like Robin Hood, for example, everyone loved him. He was still breaking the law. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. There's a lot of different places in my life where I feel like I've seen stuff like this. Um, one of those things where like, but I'm like, ah, oh, this was like such a proud moment for me was I remember in college, there was a, a friend of mine who's an atheist who talking to somebody else said he never believed in um, altruism. Altruism is impossible. The one exception is Josh is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and that to me was like such a proud moment that I was like, that is what I believe Christ should look like to people. And that's what I hope I'm able to do all the time. And I know I fail all the time. But that moment I was like, okay, at least someone saw that in me. You know, that was kind of like a moment of affirmation. I then thinking as I've done like the whole church podcast, the other podcast to do with church unity. We interviewed one guy who was a Lutheran pastor who was the most arrogant man we've ever spoken to. And it was like a year before I ever talked to another Lutheran because I was like, these guys suck. <laughs> And then we had Pastor Will on, who's now a regular part of this show, and I loved him so much, and I learned about his theology and stuff, and he won me over, and now I actually attend a Lutheran church. And it's kind of like, yeah, one person absolutely can change your perspective on a whole group of people. Um, yeah, so I think that is, A, a challenge to each individual person to be the person that makes, uh, I mean, for a Christian, 
you might be the only Christian somebody meets, you know? So I think that that's like, it's, it's a challenge, but also you will see as the show goes on, Luffy absolutely is unique. (laughs) And they make a point of that way early on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, definitely way early on because uh, still part of this arc, we have him interacting with Zoro and Zoro being a pirate hunter who ends up joining a pirate crew (laughs) because of what Luffy does for him and shows him not all pirates have to act this way. And obviously this is fantasy, you know, pirates are going to do what pirate things do in real life, but we can enjoy fantasy and shonen and all this. So uh, that's an important part for Zoro's character is overcoming his uh, prejudices. Yeah. Yeah. And this show really does make you like question things because really for the longest time, the only reason you would consider the Straw Hats pirates is because they call themselves pirates. Like that's, that's it. They Um, had a flag. Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, the, the flag yeah. makes demand. I guess that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't very piratey. <laughs> they didn't really loot cities or. They ate a lot of meat, uh, and because we haven't gotten to Nami yet, okay, calm down. <laughs> okay, so we're at Zoro. Zoro, the pirate hunter, this feared guy who goes around killing pirates, joins Luffy. What is it that Luffy does that he he mentioned earlier? Luffy changes Zoro's mind. How? Oh, easy. You tell him he can still do whatever he wants. That's all what Zoro wants to do. That's why he's a pi- he's not a pirate hunter because he hates pirates. He's a pirate hunter because he likes to drink booze and does what he wants. And that's easy bill money. You know what I mean? So he's like, hey, come hang out with me. Yeah, I'll get you your dream to be the number one swordsman. Like, help me help you. Yeah, we we all I feel like we all know someone like Zoro. For me, I think TJ is my Zoro. Where he's kind of like he's along, not because like TJ wanted to be a podcaster or anything, but really he's just like, cool, I guess, <laughs> you, you know, like, sure, as long as it doesn't get in the way of me doing what I want to do, I don't care. <laughs> and it's just really funny how like Zoro, he wants to be the number one swordsman. But other than that, he kind of just wants to be free, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard to pinpoint what is Zoro's desires outside of just being the best swordsman ever. He wants to drink alcohol and not get lost. You know, me too. Maybe I'm... <laughs> Those are great goals. <laughs> not getting lost is so hard, though. <laughs> so funny. I love it. Every single episode he gets lost, I'm like, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and we'll be in the episode later in one of the other arcs, Never Lose Again, what being one yeah. of his goals. Yeah. Well, yeah. and... The, that's what's, what's really funny, too, is like, especially I rewatched some of this for this episode. So much stuff with like Luffy or with Zoro, they get to be like, I don't want to say family, but you, so when C.S. Lewis describes family love, he talks about how like when someone, you know, does something that you used to hate and you're like, ha, that's just, you know, that's just Christian. Christian does that. And like you kind of love that thing that you used to hate because it's just part of them. I feel that way about these characters, though. Like, now Zoro gets lost. I'm like, ah, Zoro getting lost. Look at that guy. You know, like, been part of my life for 15 years. Like, this character is like, I don't know. Um, okay, so I think that's the end of the romance arc, right? Mm-hmm. And then you jump into where <laughs> this character, I've felt so many different ways about this character that gets introduced in Orangetown arc. We're introduced to this character that I've come to love and hate and then love again and then hate again. Buggy the clown. We get introduced to Buggy the clown. He is the first, I, I feel like he's the first like real villain that the guys face. So let's, let's break down this arc where they're introduced to Buggy. I let her do it last time. Christian, how do you summarize the, the um, Orange Town arc? Okay. So 
Zoro and Luffy have left Kobe behind because Kobe's going to join the Marines. And as they're making their way to this other town, was it like a bird or something that <laughs> interferes with them? And they all get angry and eventually just end up at this uh, town being beset by the buggy, the clown pirates and trying to figure out, okay, what can we do about this? While we are also introduced sort of first time in the manga to Nami and in the anime, she was introduced in the first arc in the first episode, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly and see her as a thief who is able to steal from these pirates, kind of looking like an almost Robin Hood esque figure as your first Mm -hmm. interpretation ever. Uh, We learned later on is a little more than that along the way. That's when she stole our hearts. Yes. Sorry, had to. Uh, no, 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 absolutely. And then eventually they get captured. I gotta say, I've never liked Nami. What? Well, I don't hate wrong. Nami. I just don't like her. I'm just kind of like, eh, she's there. I wouldn't be well, sad if she died. We wouldn't be able to get places without Nami. <laughs> eh, who needs to get places? <laughs> Who's gonna navigate for him, Zoro? Who's, how, are we gonna, how would we ever get to the Grand Line without Nami? It, who cares? Who's gonna beat the boys on the head when they do something stupid? I just, and I just don't need it. How are we going to prevent scurvy without her freaking trees on the boat? But think about how annoying she is. Think about how, how annoying, annoying you are, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Richard and I are right here, and you're annoying. We just attended the ton of grace today. Just today. Yeah. <laughs> you want to okay. talk about a redemption? Anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know if Pang knew this, but on the show, I'm known as Josh with the wrong opinions. So oh, we have perfect. two Joshes. Yeah, there's another Josh that's Josh with the right opinions. I'm sure he loves Nami. But oh, we probably like I probably like him more. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. Probably. probably. Most people do. Invite him. Yeah. Can we have a substitution? Calling Audible. Tag team. <laughs> Calling Audible. Oh man. Okay. So we, we meet Nami. Buggy the clown is his pirates are like terrorizing the city, ruling over the town. I think what really stands out to me is I think this is the first. I guess you see it in like the first arc, but really where it's a little bit expounded on the difference of, you know, quote, real pirates and what Luffy's doing, you know? Yes. Buggy's men are terrorizing this town, ripping it to shreds. Nami's kind of pulling a Robin Hood. And then Luffy shows up and he's like, wait a minute, you guys are being disrespectful. How can you be a pirate and be disrespectful? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Luffy just has a completely different mindset of what it means to be a pirate. And he just steps in and he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not having any of this garbage. And we're still at the point. I love this is why I love this first Sega saga. And this one, no one's even comes close to being a match for Luffy. Luffy's just kind of goofing around. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, I'll just beat this guy real quick. Everybody's terrified of him. And Luffy's like, nah, I'll just punch him. <laughs> That's all I need to do, right? <laughs> Turns out most of the time, yes. That is all Luffy needs to do. Um yeah, yeah. So how did how did you guys feel about Buggy at first? Because I know he's had a long story, which funny is like he just kind of felt like he was just there, but he's had a long story. Uh, uh, we get a little bit. We do know that he is uh, in some way related to Shanks, and it's mentioned in this art. And we see yeah. how respectable Shanks is. Like, how could he ever work with someone like this ditz? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no, he's annoying. He's kind of like the second king <laughs> syndrome, trying to like surpass and prove themselves. So yeah. See, at this point, when he's like, I feel like this is this is how I take it. And I, and yes, I'm getting ahead of myself, but whatever. At this point, he's annoying because he's still like the main bad of this story. But later on, when it's like he should be a nobody and he ends up not being a nobody, then it's funny. So it does change later on in the series, I feel like. And I think you'll gain a better appreciation for when you eventually move forward because he gets the respect he deserves. Yeah, I do know what happens. 
Okay. I think we'll leave it at that for people yeah, who haven't I, I think that it's far. pretty funny. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So so we get past Orangetown and then we get to you know, at first I didn't like this this arc, but I ended up appreciating it later on. Syrup Village arc, where we meet um Usopp. Bang, you wanna you wanna take this one? I'm just gonna alternate between you two. <laughs> How would you summarize Usopp's first arc? So Usopp, um, fun fact relating to Shinx again. But Usopp, um, his dad is actually also connected to Shanks, which is really fun. So he grew up uh, pretty much by himself, and he is the little boy that cried wolf because he just wanted attention. Mm -hmm. And the whole town pretty much just decided, like, we don't like him. You're a liar. Uh, You just won't. You're a bigger guy than you think he is. Like, he just elevates himself. Very much like Josh, narcissist. Perfect. (laughs) That's what it is. Previous judge. Last generation. You said it earlier. I'm just kidding. But, you know, he just, he is really annoying. But Luffy being Luffy and uh, gullible, Luffy eats it up. Like, if Usopp is, can't speak, I have destroyed thousands of islands. I am the king of men. I have this army of blah, blah, blah. And Luffy's like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. And well, are you kidding? But Usopp, I would say, is one of the keys to the Straw Hat crew. Because if it wasn't for Usopp, uh, he had a little love affair. Not really, but kind of, (laughs) you know, a little little romance in the shonen world with uh, one of the heiress or uh, pretty girls there. And throughout this big battle scene um, and rescued her and wanted to show all things. That's how they got their first ship to sail everything. So Usopp is very important. But I would say he's more annoying than any, anyone. <laughs> that's that's true. Hats. Usopp is also annoying, but he makes me laugh at least. Nami doesn't make yeah. me laugh. He's the sniper. So we have Zoro, the first mate, swordsman, Nami, the thief, Usopp, the sniper. But he doesn't have a gun. <laughs> he yeah. David's and Goliath the whole before. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He is the... <laughs> Oh, man. So I think this is a good point to stop for a minute where we have some of the main crew and the ship. We finally have going Mary. I love I love the ship. Um, later on, when they they change ships, I I get very upset. I get very upset. I like the new ship, too, but I was still very upset. Um, <laughs> going Mary is such a great design. Um, have you seen the live action remake where they actually built going Mary? They built You're talking a about the Netflix one Mary. that they're making right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. I've not they, seen the ship yet. God, it looks so good. Like, I'm like, okay. It looks very different from the anime, but it still is like, yes, this is what I want out of life. Thank you. If mm-hmm. I had unlimited resources, I would have built that myself. I mean, for as wacky a series as One Piece is, it's going to be hard to translate to live action anyways. Yeah, I am so, so curious. I don't begrudge them do that. for that. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic they'll pull it off. But <laughs> after too. Cowboy Bebop, I'm also a little upset. So we'll see. Yeah, I've heard bad things. I don't watch Cowboy Bebop, but I've heard bad things about that. that, that live you should action watch the anime. I, I really don't watch live actions, especially did you watch the live action of Death Note? Oh, gosh, help me. I haven't. I see, don't I'm just saying live that. actions are no go. But I heard the live action Prince of Tennis was dope. But I haven't watched it. I heard it was I haven't great. seen that. Don't know. Yeah. Death Note, avoid the live action. One Piece, I, I mentioned the reason I started watching it was because at the time I was very narcissistic and <laughs> Izzy said, hey, this guy is you. This Luffy guy is you. And as I've continued to see the show, I do see a lot of myself in Luffy, but I also see a lot of what I hope to be in Luffy, if that makes sense. Um, where I'm at now, 
I'm trying to do this without spoilers. We just see in a part where he's willing to give up his entire mission to become king of the pirates just for one guy who's part of his crew. He's like, you know what? For your honor, for your respect, for who you are. Nope. I'm willing to give everything up and wait on you because I care for you. Luffy's incredible. The whole way through, it's respect, it's honor, it's all of these things. But also, I think what what sell, what sells sells me on the series and on Luffy and what I like to think of myself as, he's very carefree. He's got a lot of joy. He's having a lot of fun out here, being a pirate, beating up other pirates. He's enjoying himself. And like when stuff happens that everybody else gets really stressed out about, he kind of laughs. He does this like, <laughs> like he just thinks it's funny. And that's what I love about Usopp. Like whenever they do find out he's lying about some stuff, I feel like Luffy just thinks it's funny. Like Luffy doesn't care. <laughs> Luffy's like a good one. <laughs> and even so, some of the stuff that Usopp lies about to, to Kaya eventually becomes true in the series later on. <laughs> Which is even better. <laughs> um. So, so I do want to get to though, is that like, I think that's part of, to me, I feel like that's something the church often forgets and overlooks is... A, that the Bible tells us to have joy, but B, Jesus was also very much carefree and filled with joy. And then, like, we see all these reiterations, with one exception of when they show Jesus on film. He's not very joyful. He's very stoic, you know? Um, the one exception I think of is, like, when you see the disciples and Jesus together in, um, what's it? Is it the one where it's, like, the Roman guard trying to figure out what happened to Jesus's body? You know what I'm I talking about? God, I wish I knew what I was... <laughs> Usually, Jesus appears very stoic, but whenever you read the Bible, he's kind of very carefree. He's enjoying, he's having a good time. And what I love, yeah, what I love that Jesus does. Turning water into wine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now we're talking. You know, I had a pastor once, whenever he introduced me that I got to guest speak at his church, said, Jesus turned water to wine. But if Josh was there, it might have been rum. (laughs) Like, yeah, he's got a point. (laughs) Stick it to our pirate theme. Um. I, yeah, the, what I was trying to say, one thing that Jesus does that I think you see a lot of the pirates do in the show that I think is really funny is where he just disappears. And then the next, like, it's like you're reading Jesus in the middle of doing something. And then the next sentence is he appeared here and started eating. And I'm like, what? Jesus just appeared and started eating their food. I feel like it's like the most overlooked thing when you're going through the gospels that I'm like, Jesus really liked to eat guys. Yeah. Um, Do you think that this carefree attitude of Luffy is something we need to see more of in the church? Christian, I'll let you go first. To an extent. I mean, one of Luffy's big, I mean, for a man who doesn't really think about themes in his life, is (laughs) his idea of people being able to be free to do what they want to do within reason. Yeah. Like, uh, he's fine with people living their lives, with people researching things, with, you know, making new inventions and uh, just hanging out with their friends and enjoying life. It's only when someone takes away someone's freedom that Luffy really gets upset, uh, as we'll yeah. see later on in the series. But as far as the church goes, I mean, there's we were made to be free. I mean, that's a can that you may have life and have it abundantly. That doesn't mean we all need to be sticklers for the rules and, you know, just hiding away from everyone else and denying ourselves other things because we don't want to be seen as worldly. Like, it's okay to laugh at a joke. It's okay to, you know, watch a non-Christian based movie in the chapel somewhere. <laughs> if you're having an event, like we used to do it all the time when I was uh, in a small group in high school and middle school, like enjoy these things within reason. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of um, Galatians 5.1 is like my favorite Bible verse, if you're allowed to have favorites. <laughs> Depends who you ask. Or it says, it is for freedom you set you free. So now live in that freedom and don't fall again to sin. So it's not sin, do whatever you want, but it is freedom. And that there's an importance put on that in the Bible that I like to stress as often as I can, that I think you do see that as a theme in the show when you're thinking about what the straw hats stand for. Um, Peng, did you have anything you wanted to add to that part of the conversation? Um, no, not really. Uh, regarding the church, uh, I don't go to like one of those, like I call it a Jesus <laughs> stick in your butt church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's just how Me I either. refer to it. I, <laughs> I teach high school. So a lot of the times whenever they hear that I um, am a pastor's wife, especially, or I, I have a Bible degree or something like that. I'm like, like, oh, you seem different. I was like, because I don't have a Jesus stick in my butt. They're like, that's it. So I wouldn't say more of like yeah. carefree because I feel like the church should care more. But like, I know what you mean by like carefree as in like the judgmental and all that stuff, because I also refer to them as super Christians, the Karen Christians. They're just so <laughs> yeah. quick to like, I know, I love my nicknames too. Yeah. Um, they're just so quick to judge people. And like, it's just one of those things like, why can't we literally just get together, have fun? Not everything has to be a theological debate. It's actually more refreshing. Like Jesus literally came and was like, I'm not here for the Christian. I'm not here for like the super religious or anything like that. I'm here for the sick. I'm here for the people who are hurting, the people who need Jesus. Um, I'm not here for, you know, like all yeah. the people who think they know everything. Yeah. One of my favorite Francis Chan books to be super stereotypical homeschool kid um, <laughs> is e Erasing Hell. And in that he mentions how the only time Jesus talked about hell was either to extremely religious people or rich people. And I think that's what that was, that's what I'm getting at with this, with the straw hats. Luffy is carefree in one sense, but he deeply cares about individual people. If you wrong another person, Luffy's not okay with that. But other than that, whatever happens to him, Luffy doesn't get stressed out. I think that's how it goes. If they get lost, if they get whatever, Luffy mostly thinks it's funny until he's hungry. <laughs> you know, which he gets hungry a lot. And, and yes. I think that's the thing. I know too many people, and this is outside of the church, just in general, who just get stressed out about everything. And you can get into mental health and all that with that. But I do think in general, it is a good thing to learn to be more present and to not stress out about everything if you can. Um, is there any other characteristics from the crew we've got to so far? So we got Usopp, Nami, and Zoro that you think would be good for us to learn from just like their personality, like who they are. Well, we didn't talk a lot about like Nami, but like, the main reason why she was a thief was she was trying to literally, and I think I'm a little ahead. Um, she's just trying to like help her family. So like we said, like with the Robin Hood type deal. So just like, yeah, she was okay sacrificing herself for other people. And so I think with, you know, even though you hate Nami. <laughs> I don't hate Nami. I don't like Nami. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. Hate monger over here. Right. Yeah. I just want to kick you out, Josh. Whatever. <laughs> but even... But even then with like Nami, like I almost got, uh, and we'll talk a little bit, the Nami tattoo that's so iconic down the road. Like that's how much I was like, yeah, let's do it. Because even despite her past and her upbringing, like, you know, you could, we hear about all the time, like I had a tragic life. Oh, my life sucks. And they just wallow in it. But she's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it. I'm going to get it done. Like I'm not going to yeah. wait to be rescued. Even though I don't I, like her. She's definitely sympathetic. I agree with Nami as well. Uh, but I'm going through a sense of guile that she uses across the series of playing people and getting the best outcome for everyone else. 
I mean, even Jesus calls us to be as shrewd as serpents. And that's something you don't hear preached every now and then because, <laughs> you know, well, how do I do that? How can I be shrewd? That sounds like I should be evil. It's like, no, like <laughs> join house Slytherin. My husband's a Slytherin. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the Christian who ends up in house Slytherin. Ambition can be a good thing if you temper it, but we're all off the track there, but just learn how to be around people and handle them, not to manipulate them, you know, for your own ends, but for others. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll also uplift Zorro here. Because one thing I love about Zorro, I love, and this is just throughout the series, when someone does something that he knows is about to piss Luffy off, Zorro looks at Luffy like, you want me to get him? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like it has a very like David and Jonathan kind of feel or like Jonathan and his shield bear. That's what I'm thinking of, of like, you mean finish that guy off? <laughs> you know, like Zorro is like, I got you, Luffy. I got your back. <laughs> like, yes, he's only here because he wants to be the world's master swordsman. But while he's here. He's got Luffy's back no matter what. Everybody needs a friend like Zoro. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we got two, we got two more arcs. I think, I think we might be able to pull it off. We'll see. <laughs> um, I don't know how to say this. Burati? Burati? Burati, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the it's Sanji so arc. <laughs> we, we meet Sanji, who I have a love-hate relationship with. <laughs> Fun fact, I tried to get my husband, I was like, you know what? Do you know what's a really pretty name for a daughter? He's like, what? I was like, it's like an influencer. And I kept on like trying to feed him the name Sanji. He's like, why does it sound so familiar? I was like, it's just an influencer I follow. And I tried for like a month. God, that's funny. And then he Googled Sanji one day and I was like, man, I, uh, so, that's how so much I love Sanji. <laughs> I, I have no plans to have children. I just want to, you know, so people don't think that's what's ha why, what's happening here. But uh, when Tiffany and I have talked about it, I kept trying to throw out J names because my dad's initials are JMN. My initials are JMN. Wanted to do it again. I was trying to do Jedediah so I can nickname him Jedi. That wasn't going to happen. So my, my consolation is if that can't happen, then the kid's middle name just needs to be the letter D. That's it. <laughs> That's a bit of a deep cut for everybody. But Monkey D. Luffy, he's not the only D. Just so you know. Um, <laughs> so So we meet Sanji. Christian, tell us what happens here. All right, so we're introduced to this uh, floating restaurant out in the open ocean, basically used as a way for yeah. people to just have some good food when they're traveling from island to island. And we find uh, after Zoro meets two old friends of his, uh, was it Johnny and Osaku, I think? They send them this way, where we meet Sanji, who is a waiter and a chef at this pristine restaurant in the middle of nowhere. But they're unfortunately being attacked by a bunch of pirates who want to mm -hmm. plunder and steal from them and take everything away. And that's where the, the, the group joins together to protect this place. And they, uh, Sanji earns their respect and they earn his respect the way they end up joining together as a crew and leaving there after Zoro nearly gets chopped into two pieces by the sudden appearance by one of the warlords of the sea, Dracul uh, Mihawk. Man, yeah. And yeah. Now Sanji joins the crew as a chef. Yeah. To find the all blue. Yeah. Mm. It's it takes so long before you you learn really more of like what exactly are the seven warlords. Like I feel like they introduce it here, but you don't really know what that means. Yeah. Just bad booties. That's actually such a big deal, man. Bad booties. Um yeah. Yeah, the bad booties. I I love this. I love that Zoro lost. Cause you know, he's been seen as such like he is the BA. You know, he's like he's the dude. So seeing him lose was kind of cool this early on. Um, and then 
I really liked Sanji basically just saw that he had a shared goal with the Straw Hats. And then he saw again, you know, it goes back to Luffy's virtue, I guess, of like he sees Luffy as an honorable guy, basically. And I don't know, like, like to me, rewatching this had very much like all of my whole church, church unity vibes. Like, like, man, if people would just learn this whole thing of like, we have a shared goal, let's just do this thing. The world in general would be such a better place. <laughs> like, man, um, what did you, so Sanji, Sanji, just to get to more of who he is, is very much like he kind of objectifies women. He loves just women for being women. He has a lot of, he just has a lot of love. That's all. He doesn't have <laughs> yeah. Sanji's my favorite because of our shared culinary experience. That's funny. So, oh, that's right. That's him. right. Yeah. 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 For those chef. who didn't know. Yeah. Pang's a chef. Um, yeah. Sanji, even though I think he objectifies women and I don't like how he does some of that, he also is very um, chivalrous. He's very honorable. He wants to respect women and respect others. And he isn't just a cook. He has a true respect for the art of cooking. And if he, like any one of the just fundamental truths of who Luffy is and, and myself as well, we love food. So Luffy's like, this guy is my hero. He Here's the thing. Good Luffy food. doesn't taste. <laughs> Luffy inhales. So I, I disagree. Luffy has opinions about the taste of food. <laughs> Christian, would you like to disagree with Josh? I'll be the coward and take the middle way. <laughs> I say like he definitely does just consume food, but also he he several times he does express whether food is really good or not. Like he definitely does have an opinion about how it tastes. Yeah, a three year old does the same thing. Oh, this is yummy. You would appreciate it. <laughs> I'm the kind it's of fine. person that Pank hates. If you didn't know, <laughs> I will consume all food. that time. Yeah, he oh, spent all that time in the kitchen. Literally, to be my fair, students though, are the same I way. Cook we, my food. <laughs> we, we, my students are the same way. We spend three hours making something in class, and then they just inhale it in two seconds. I'm like, taste it. That's what I do. It's fine. We're fine. I, I spend like an entire week preparing my turkey for Thanksgiving. Several times. I don't have one Thanksgiving. If you didn't know, I, I, it's my favorite holiday. It's the best food in the world. Here it comes. So I have Thanksgiving like every weekend throughout the entire month of November, and then sometimes you know, October and sometimes December. Um, I'll spend like a whole week preparing it and then like cooking it the day of, and then it's just gone. Like I've just mm, gone. I love it. Um, see, but to me, I consume it with such speed because I can't wait to have more of it. Not because I didn't taste it. I'll get to Sanji in a second. I forgot to say that uh, near the end of this arc that they find out that Nami has betrayed them and stolen stuff from them and is now heading away from them, which will lead into the next oh, arc. Yeah. But as far as Sanji is concerned, I do love Sanji uh, and his growth over time because you get that whole he's your standard at the very start. Let me preface that, you know, a pervert who just loves women too much for his own good. But as he grows along the way over this series, he learns how to appreciate them better, how to not be as forward, how to not be as obsessive. Not to say he doesn't he doesn't lose some of these aspects of himself along the way. But he gets better about how he does it. And as far as having a chef around, please, I need someone who's capable to do that in my life. I don't. I live at a seminary. Yeah. We have to go to the cafeteria. <laughs> and let me tell you, that food is there to keep me alive, not to keep me well fed. Yeah. You know, what, part of what I love during this part of the series, too, is that Luffy like has in his mind what all he needs for a pirate crew. <laughs> and chef was on the list. And then musicians on the list. 
list. That's way in the future, but it's so yeah. funny because Luffy's like, okay, I need food and I need someone to play music. <laughs> like Luffy's just, <laughs> Luffy's version of a pirate ship is, what is good party? That's what Luffy wants. Party is way to becoming king of the pirates. Um, yeah, and, and like you mentioned, I, I like that. What's funny, Pang might not have loved that. I like that you called it out. Sanji is a pervert, <laughs> right? He is looking for love and he just looks very, very hard and very, very wide. Yeah, very hard. Uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a pervert. <laughs> why? Why is the female defending him right now? That's that's what's that's the funniest part of this to me. <laughs> but but all of the characters have their vices and virtues, right? Like Luffy, I mentioned that I like that he's carefree, but he is carefree to a fault. He gets lost. He doesn't know what's going on. He showed his his going out to become king of the pirates started by him jumping in a barrel. Dude has no idea what he's doing. (laughs) And that's part of what I relate to. I relate to his vices where I'm like, yeah, no, that's me. And like all the stupid stuff that happens just because he isn't paying attention or because he's just kind of like, I'll just, you know, it'll work out. That's totally me. (laughs) But he also deeply cares and values other humans. Sanji, he's chivalrous, but he's a pervert. Uh, Usopp, he's a liar. But Usopp loves his friends more than anything. You know, like all of them have like such deep vices and such deep virtues. Like it's not like they're kind of flawed and kind of good. It's like they're very flawed and also very good. <laughs> There's a reason I wanted to end on this. Arlong Park, I feel like, is the highlight of what makes Luffy tick. I love this arc. Peng, do the honors. How? What yeah, is what's the story? <laughs> you couldn't have this arc without Nami. And you yeah. wanted her dead. That's insane. I didn't so, want her dead. I said I wouldn't care if she died. He he wanted her to die in a gutter somewhere, forgotten by everyone. Get her name just, dragged through the mud. <laughs> like this man hates professional hater Joshua <laughs> Michael Noel. I never or said Noel. hate. I, hate seething from his heart of hearts, his black yeah, heart. Way to love like Jesus. <laughs> this is good thing. We should do this every Saturday. <laughs> We can, you know, we can just do this us, Christian. We can leave Josh next time. So, Arlong Park. So, back in the day, we alluded to it a little bit with Nami. Uh, a group of pirates called, uh, what are they called? They're not fishmen. That's another orc. What, they're just called Arlong Pirates, right? So, anyway. Well, these are the fishmen. Oh, they are? Okay, well, okay, yeah, okay. Got it. I got confused myself. So, pretty much a group of fishmen, which is, you guessed it, fish that have man-like qualities. Uh, they come and they pretty much take over this whole island. Of, what is it called again? Orange? What was the island called? These are the Konomi Islands and specifically at Koko Yasi Village. Okay, okay. So they're pretty much taking over Nami's hometown island where they just happen to have a lot of orange and citrus trees, which is very important because I love oranges. Anyway, they take it over. They're like, hey, you have to pay taxes. Well, Nami and her adopted sister, Bellamere, that's her name, right? How you say it? No, Bellamere is the mom. Bellamere. What's this? Bellamere is the mom. Nojiko's. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine how you would ever not know. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the thousands of characters in this series. No, I know. It's not I know. Your There's fault. so many. There's so many side characters, but we got the main crew. So they're like, you have to pay a tax. Well, Bellamere only had enough taxes for either one adult or two kids. So the two kids are hiding, and she's like. No, that tax is for my two kids. So right then and there, Nami watches her mom. It's very devastating. Very devastating. But because of that, they raided the house and they saw all of Nami's drawings. So Nami loved to draw the maps of the island. Mm-hmm. And so online was like, ooh, this is valuable. 
taker. So pretty much Nami became the slave kind of or servant of Arlon. Like she had a choice, but her choice is either to do with them or die. And Arlon being the crappy guy he is, it was like, you can buy back your island for, what is it, like 100 million berries. And that's how we find how Nami is selfless. So she's literally stealing all this money. And that, it's usually from like either super rich jack booties or like pirates. So she's not like stealing from like innocent people. She's stealing all this money for Orlong. And so it kind of opens up like this is a very long segment. So feel free to jump in whenever. But it opens up like her backstory of... um of why she is the way she is. And because Orlon knew Nami was about to buy off the island, he got the corrupt Marines involved to pretty much rob her. And that's when Nami is broken. And that's really when Luffy, we see Luffy's characters of, oh, he's not as carefree as... <laughs> as uh, and then the best scene, I think, if any girls want a spoon. So we can talk ship. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is why you guys need a female to talk ship with, because it's not going to happen, but we need to talk about the ship. Okay. Because Luffy takes his prize straw hat and puts it on Nami's head. And he's like, hold this. I got to go do business. If this were any other character, I would completely agree. But unfortunately, I think, I think Luffy may be asexual. There's no ship. I'm saying there's no ships, but I'm just saying, but this is, he he literally he literally chose his prize possession and he put it on her head. So even though it's not romantically symbolic, I will acknowledge it's not romantically symbolic. That shows that that's my family. Like you do not touch my family. So you would agree with that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like to me. I think it's double. It's a that's his family, and B. Again, Luffy values humans. You can't just wrong another person for no reason around Luffy and get away with it. And that's what was so powerful. It, it was powerful the moment that he put his hat on Nami to say, no, you're one of mine. But also, it was just so powerful that like Arlong said something like, oh, she's just property or she doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And Luffy's like, excuse me? <laughs> so you go from this guy who's just been goofing around, destroying other pirates, destroys Buggy who took over a whole city. And then... And he's just playing around with them. Arlong says that Luffy is not playing. This is mean. Like Luffy is violent as heck. He just destroys this guy. It's and to me, satisfying. like, yeah, it, it is like, it, it feels so like, right. <laughs> you know, like, I guess it, maybe violence shouldn't feel right. But at this moment where I'm like, you devalued another human and Luffy destroyed you for it. And I feel so much better about my life afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And, I think, and this is obviously not the goal of the show. This is not a Christian show. None of these characters are Christian. But the the virtue here is very similar to that Christian virtue of Imago Dei, of no, no, humans have value, of no, 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 you don't get to say she has no value. You don't get to say she doesn't matter. A, that's my family, because chosen family is a thing. And B, that is a fellow human being, and I'm just not going to let you do that. Would and y'all? Yeah. He might secretly like her a little bit. No. <laughs> In my heart's Get out of here! With that. I read so much fan fiction of Luffy and Nami. I'm, I'm just convinced that Luffy just doesn't even think about that. No. <laughs> like it just yeah. isn't even like in his head at all. I hate no. to say it, but I'm on Josh's side on this one, thing. But this is why I've also read fan fiction of Nami and Zoro. <laughs> Honestly, all but like Sanji, because I'm like, eh, I love you, but you don't deserve Nami. 
Sanji and Nami <laughs> would make sense, though. No, because she would just like she would just cut like keep on braiding his ego, and then he will still look at other girls, and she would just kill him. Oh yeah, no, Sanji would have to change a lot. But I think it's possible for Sanji to change. Anyway, anyway, this and is if Sanji. If Sanji cheats on the person later on, and who he ends up Sanji won't to, cheat. I didn't I would say be he very would cheat. He would just look. He would just look. He won't cheat though. Yeah. Oh, that's for okay. no other as reason. Look, then Luffy would kill him. <laughs> like Luffy would not let that happen. Yeah. God, I. Yeah, satisfying is a good word for this arc. I, I just how what he did was so good. Another great thing. It also shows the crew fighting together for the very mm, yes. first yeah. time and them working together. I feel like that's why this arc is so powerful because this is like them literally learning their strength. Even Usopp, who uh, is a coward, he's still like everyone's pulling their weight and like they have the common goal of freeing Nami. Yeah, yeah. This was definitely their Avengers moment. And it was funny that it was very much, uh, no, she's one of us. And it, it's, that is something that, that uh, like she stole from them. And they didn't just say, oh, we forgive you and move on. They said, you're still one of us. We're going to fight for you. And that's something that you, you see throughout this show that it's like it, it ticks all my little Christian boxes, you know, <laughs> of like of, hey, when someone wrongs me, I not only have this duty to forgive them, I have this duty to help them still turn the other cheek to love your enemy, all of that kind of stuff. And and it's just so funny because like they would never even consider her an enemy. She just stole from them and ran off. And their immediate response is, we're going to help you, save you. And when someone disses you like that, we're going to defend your honor. I love that so much. And it's something throughout the the entire series. Like you keep seeing these moments where it's like, hey, you just said you're going to leave and that you hate us now and all this stuff. And you know what? My response to that is, uh, I still value you. I care about you. And I'm not leaving because I'm calling your BS. You know, like they're always there for one another, even when it makes literally no sense at all. Um, let's not forget the most important thing that happens in this arc. And that's a name drop of Jinbei, who will not appear. God. I had to look this up. Will not appear Jinbei's until great. 459 chapters from this moment. I don't know how many episodes, probably yeah. like 500 something. God. That yeah. is why I respect Oda so much. As a writer, someone who likes to set things up. Uh, from the first chapter of the first book you read to something that's going to happen, you know, 10, 20 books later. I love that you can do that. And Oda oh, yeah. is a master of that. Yeah. Like Kobe in the first episode of the anime, he's like this, like just random kid. It like kind of feels like he's a plot device to kind of show you the difference between a good pirate and bad pirates and Marines. And yet he becomes this deeply nuanced character later on in the series. Like the shows, the manga, manga, all of it. It's really good at doing that. Um, I want to get back to, though, the response of family, of valuing other humans. Christian, how like how do we view this when non-Christian media displays this better than Christian media? I think that's my big thing is I don't see any examples like this from a Christian perspective in our media of, hey, someone wronged us and then we're going to stand up for them and love them deeper. Well, the sad fact of the matter is, Josh. Christian media sucks. Mm. I, mean, okay. I hate to say That's that. <laughs> I'd say that in such a way, but we are really bad at getting a message across without hitting you in the face with an anvil. And nobody <laughs> likes that. And I'd say that secular media doesn't do it as well, but when you exclusively do it and that's all people know about you when you, Oh, this Christian production is being put on. Well, I'm going to be, be beat over the head with something like, no, we need more 
subtlety in our writing. And that's something I really struggle with as a writer myself is like, how can I preach about Jesus without a turning this into a sermon and B making someone feel like, Oh, he's just talking at me rather than trying to help me understand something. Yeah. I feel like the closest I think of is like the fireproof movie, Mm. the guy and the girl do eventually reconcile, but it's, it's not nearly to the same level. Like there's not as much passion. There's not as much loyalty as you see in this. You know, a lot of people think of as like a silly cartoon that very clearly is not a silly cartoon. Um, Yeah. I personally would rather watch anime (laughs) Um, because (laughs) as you said, it's, like, I don't need, uh, I feel like a lot of with these Christian movies and whatnot, it gives you like a either a spiritual high, like you get at church camp to make you feel good, yeah. or it makes you feel they try and turn and burn you. I feel like it's one of those yeah. two things. It's not just like an ongoing, let me like watch this. And it's really, you don't get to see live. So with anime and stuff, especially with One Piece, you get to see character development, you get to see them change, you get to see them struggle, you get to see them cry, you get to see them bond. And so I can't, I think The Chosen is like, I guess I've only heard good yeah, things about it. I've heard it's it. better, yeah. I've heard it so good, but it's, and it's about Jesus's life and stuff like that. But like, what, what about the Christian who literally has an everyday, like, just this is their life, this is, they had a miscarriage, how did they handle that? They, um, their yeah. marriage is suffering and they have to still like go through the next five years before they even see the redemption. You don't, you know what I mean? Like Chris, yeah. it's always like this quick fix, like even fireproof, like, and we yeah. did X, Y, and Z and now our marriage is restored. I'm like, no, I've been married 10 years. And I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a lot harder than doing X, Y, and Z to have a happy marriage. So I just feel yeah. like with Christian media, it's quick results or turn and burn. So I'm not yeah. a huge fan. No, I agree. Then, but let me ask you then, do you ever have moments, since you prefer anime to Christian media, do you ever have moments watching anime like this arc where something the, the secular character does challenges you in your faith walk? Does that ever like occur? Because like, like when I was watching, this is a bit of a spoiler, when I'm watching whole, the Whole Cake Island arc and I see Luffy's response to what Sanji did, my response is thinking about it going, Am I that kind of person? Like, could I live up to that? You know? Oh, yeah. Hundred Anime lives a much more sanctified life than I could ever live sometimes. Because <laughs> they yeah. just make the right choices. And I was like, uh-uh, I would have left them. Left them. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> screw <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> but if it's between, I tell my students all the time, if it's between you and me, guess who I'm going to choose? Me. Because your <laughs> dumb choices will not cost my life. Like, God, so. that's, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and I... And I wonder, and you know, like I said, like I identify a lot with Luffy, but then there's parts where I'm like, would I do that? Like I'm, I'm like this arc, right? I'm like, if someone's just straight up stole from me, am I the kind of person who would a go back to them and then b protect them from somebody else? You know, like I don't. That is just fundamentally more challenging than even though fireproof's much more realistic. It's a lot more challenging than oh my wedding, my marriage is tough, and someone gave me a book, and if I do every single thing in the book, then it'll be safe. Like, yeah, but Luffy doesn't value money like that. You can literally... That's true, too. <laughs> so I feel like to say that, like, if someone stole from me, I'm like, I feel out of all the characters, I relate most to Nami, especially down the <laughs> line when they ask for allowances and stuff. Nami is pretty much the bank and me having, like, yeah. an MBA and stuff. Like, I love finance and stuff. So I, like, I very much value, you know, obviously, like, love of money. But no, I am very wise with my money. I value it. I utilize it. I give a lot of it away. So don't even come at me. 
I'm very generous. Okay, guys. But oh, that sounded really <laughs> bad. Uh, What's funny is I'm like Luca here that. too. I don't care about money at all, and I'm not good with it. No, I need a nami, actually. <laughs> no, get get a nami. I even that's my that's probably my pride and joy is being like a baking teacher. I teach my kids how to budget and life hacks because yeah, money, like you don't have to love money. Like I feel like the, especially with scripture, like you can love money, but also you can be wise and value it. You know what I mean? Like just because I yeah. value money and I believe like it can do a lot of things, I don't love it more than God. Yeah. So there's there's a difference, but yeah, I um yeah if that happened to me. I would be upset, and I probably would be like, "Sucks for you, bye, douches. Let's go take this ship somewhere else." You would not have placed the straw hat on her head and beat the crap. Oh, out I, of okay, her. but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I, if I would have known the story, because once you know someone's story, and this is a good thing with even testimonies, you know what I mean. True. Once you know the stories, and that moves you, and that's the key. And so, even with like a lot of the animes, we joked about all the backstories. Once you know their story, then Luffy's always moved to action. And so sometimes. Um, especially like being in the church world, I hear sad stories all the time. And sometimes I feel convicted for not being moved to action like yeah. um, Luffy would. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, talking about backstory, I, you know, I mentioned earlier, I'm finally getting to see more of Sanji's backstory. I didn't really like Sanji. And now I'm over here like, this guy's incredible. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. 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 It really can change your whole perspective. Just hearing someone's testimony. So now we're going to have testimony hour. I'm just, I'm kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> as far as the, like a secular character in a secular show or anime, you know, do, acting in a very Christian way that got to you. My second favorite anime of all time is Monster. And the premise of the show is that there's a doctor who saved a young boy who was part of this experiment to create the ultimate killer. And his entire goal right now in life is to stop that child as he's grown up from killing more people along the way. And you see him struggle. He has no faith in anything besides his own beliefs. And see how he handles the people around him to where he even gets people who were former Nazis to see themselves in a new light and learn how to forgive themselves for what happened to them. And even this one person who has murdered countless people, he is still trying to redeem that person and even save them in some respects. And like, why can't I do the same for the lost people around me? Yeah. You know, another one for me, Blue Exorcist. That whole show is just challenging as anybody in the church, I feel like. Man. Oh, yeah. Okay, Pink, you got to give one. What's another anime that challenges okay. you personally? Um, well, I'll just say a little bit of, only because it's solely tattooed on my arm. Uh, my very first <laughs> anime, uh, Inuyasha. So my wife loves that can, one. <laughs> as she should. I knew I, I knew married, right? You did something right, and that's you marrying her. But even then, if one you, thing. Um, that's all I needed. One thing. One thing. But just one thing, like Inuyasha really signifies, especially like with the past couple of years, like he's a half demon, and that was not okay. So he has no place. He does. He's not. He doesn't have a place for the humans. He doesn't have a place for the demons. So he has to make a place on his own. And so, oftentimes, even with like the racial um, situations that can happen, sometimes there's just such a divide of like sides whatnot and so inuasha is a pretty cool thing to watch yeah well i hope i hope you're ready for round two of recommendations because it is time to wrap this one up and we start with recommendations okay um so i'm i'm gonna go first i i discovered something that to me is incredible that most people won't care about but if you follow our show anytime you know that i'm like the dis nerd of our show disney did from like 2017 to 2019 or something like that I was in my accident around this time, so I was mostly not conscious, which is probably why I missed out on this. 
they did a series of comics called Disney Kingdoms. And there's one that's like the series behind the, um, I can't think of it, the railroad ride at Disney World. There's one that's the story behind the Tiki Room. There's one that's the story of the Haunted Mansion. Mm. I started with the um, the Tiki Room. These are good. I don't know why these got overlooked. These are great. I love them. So if you get a chance, check out the Disney Kingdoms comics from uh, like the 2017 era. Um, Christian, you have a recommendation? I'm giving Ping time to think because she looks like she needs yeah. to think about it. Well, if you no, want to have a good face. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Resting thinking face. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to have a good time laughing at how someone can reinterpret One Piece. And unfortunately, it's a, it's an orphan series <laughs> because it's been a while since it's been updated. But Non-Piece is the abridged series of One Piece. There's only like nine or ten episodes. And let me warn some of you, it can get a little crass sometimes. And actually enjoy it for that because it's one of the few shows that's ever made me laugh at scatological humor. And wow. it is so bonkers and crazy and fun. Like it really... Like it destroys the premise of One Piece, but also like pays tribute to it at the same time. It's very funny. Go check out None Piece. All right. I'm going to recommend only because I'm very proud of my tattoos, but also I'm about to get this one in next week. Fairy tale. If so, if you love the bonding of One Piece, if you love a family, fairy tale is probably my favorite anime. And I, I say that not too lightly because there's so many out there. There's so many out there, but fairy tale. Yeah. From beginning to end, like it's literally a bunch of misfits coming together for a family and kicking booty. And I, I cried when it ended. Like I just cried because I, I just cried because I'm like, this was so well done. And like, I felt like there was a chapter closed with my family. And I'm like, wow. And I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a cry baby. Okay. Some people like, I cry like sad puppy commercials. I don't do that. Mm. (laughs) But man, that arc that Christian started with, with Whitebeard. Man, I just, how do you start there and not like, I don't so, know. So you saw what happened? I, I started those, my first ever chapter. I don't know why I did it I, that way. I was a dumb I, high schooler. Yeah, I I can say I have not like, I just said I'm not a crybaby, but like that thing has, I didn't cry. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I grieved. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't pick the series back up for a while. Like I was like, I want to, I love this show. But I was truly distraught. Yeah, you you had to have time yeah. to grieve. I get it. Yeah. No, I really did. Like, I, I had to go through the whole process. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to talk more about that arc or other arcs of One Piece, you can go to our Discord. We have an anime channel on there. We'll be glad to talk to you about One Piece literally anytime. That's part of why this show was so disorganized. We are very passionate about this show and could just talk for hours about whatever topic happens to come up that's One Piece related. It's a thing. We'll also be doing more of these where we'll go through the other arcs starting after our long arc, which will be tough because it just gets more intense as the series goes on. So you need to be paying attention. Do one very important thing for us. And remember that we're all a chosen people, a geekdom of This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.